Hello and welcome back to Reeling in the Piers where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien and with me as always for the monthly movie awards, it's David Scanlon as we present our April 2022 accolades, so stick around, we hope you enjoy. No, but like it. All right, people, it's April. It's April, and you know what that means. More movies. That's all I got. I mean, like, April's the type of month where it's always that in-between, I feel. Like, you're not in the... See, well, March has become big, I think, since, like, Civil War and stuff, like, in 2016, where, like... Not the 19... (laughs) Not the 17... (laughs) March is heating up down south. But, um, yeah, in the last last little while, I think, April's that kind of in-between month where, like, studios aren't bringing out their big temples uh, before the summer, and it's just kind of, you know... It's also the same of, like, do you bring a jumper with you when you go out? I know, yeah. You know what I mean? Or you bring bring a jacket to work, but, you know, by afternoon you're sweating. Yeah. Madness. It, you just don't know. It's like, will I watch Operation Mincemeat exactly. when I'm leaving? Will I want to jump off a bridge? <laughs> That's a little sneak peek. <laughs> a little sneak peek. Little, uh, right, let's get into the, let's get let's, up top. Letterboxed. Get on it. Yeah. Me and David have um, profiles on it. We put up all the scores. I also, uh, like our ratings, reviews. I also put them up on the Instagram. Yeah, before. like uh, I'm going to call people out. Why haven't you been following us? Why yeah. haven't you been liking our we reviews? Need validation. <laughs> more validation than this already gives us. Yeah. We need more. Get on the letter. Five box. stars, of course, on Apple or yeah, Spotify. Spotify sorry, Give yeah. us five stars. I don't know what it does. We get no money, no claim, nothing. I just want it. Yeah. Uh, some people have been doing it. So oh, thank that's you. Nice. That's nice. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Instagram at, uh, at reading of the peers. This is funny. We're giving them the homework before the class. Yeah, it's great. You, know, you got to come prepared. Yeah. It's like they, they might not make it to the end. Yeah, exactly. Remember, like I, I noticed this steep drop off after my cheaper by the dozen. Yeah, yeah of course. So oh, just, we, that wasn't the highlight, no. Well, my mother didn't seem to think yeah, so. But, but anyway, um, what else? Uh, we're talking about ten movies that came out in April 2022. Uh, there's time codes if you want to jump around. We're presenting them our monthly movie awards, which is uh, Movie of the Month, Poovie of the Month, the Pierce Brosnan Award for Excellence in Acting, the Pierce Brosnan's Pierce Brosnan Award for Incompetence in Acting, <laughs> The Hidden Gem, and Visible Garbage. So six awards, is it? Six awards, oh, yeah. yeah. Six awards. Um, awards. Although you, you should have seen me mid month. I was like, oh, maybe if I had another one. I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> have the same number for at least two months, Gary. Focus, focus. <laughs> yeah. This this podcast. Um, this podcast um, fucking format has changed so much oh, yeah. since January. Like, so we just need to yeah. focus. Yeah, on stay the- focused. Yeah. Don't add an award. Yeah, for Jim Carrey. Um, <laughs> biggest <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> nah, what am I calling? That'd be called the Chuckle Brothers Award. Yeah. yeah. No, no, focus. Um, Right, so the movie you're talking about, Sonic 2, The Bubble, Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore, The Outfit, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, The Lost Lost City, Apollo 10.5, The Bad Guys, Operation Mincemeat, and The Northman. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just ten, yeah. Sorry, because my I see I watch them all out of sync, so yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. how I watch them. Sorry, yeah. so. Oh wait, you did, did you mention the variable weight of massive time? I think I did. Okay, sorry. If yeah, I didn't, we did there. Yeah. Um. Right. We're gonna and then oh yeah. So we're not gonna start a movie of the month because that's that's always the that's big the, the big real big real. Um. Yeah. But I thought a good way to start us off would be best actor because there was some really good performances this month, yeah. David. Yeah. <laughs> what was your fact? <laughs> Unlike what you have to say, David, saying there was a lot of bad performance. No. Do you have these written out, or do I just throw in what my throw in what I was I just kind of going to see which one was like came to your mind first, and then and then and then I'm and then 
You know, oh, if you didn't have one, just what comes to mind? What was a good performance in April? I was going to say Alexander Skarsgård, but I know you didn't like that movie. <laughs> I didn't like that movie. I was, um, bit, I was very tired of her. We could talk about The Northman a bit. We could talk about the performance of the, uh, of the, of the, where is he from? Sweden? He's Swedish, yeah. Swiss man in the Northman. Swiss man in the Northman. Um, yeah, like that, personally, that was, I think it was my favourite performance. Interesting. So it, it's funny because he's like, there's bits in it where like he literally acts like an animal, but then there's bits in it where he's like solemn, he's quiet, he's reserved, but then he turns into an animal like literally in the next scene. So I feel like there was a lot of kind of there was a duality, different ends of the spectrum, uh, which I thought was quite good. Um, I I do feel that type of role. It's probably it's, it's probably the type of role he's wanted to do for a while because he's done a lot of like he's done the Tarzan movie. That's savagery. That's I, I know, but like I feel like that's Have more. Have you seen something. that movie? No, I haven't seen exactly, it. Exactly, so, yeah. David. But um, I just thought like, I just I thought the movie was was probably of the, of all the movies we've seen, it was the most artsy fartsy. Yeah, big time. Um, what is it about? So it's Hamlet. Yes. If you've seen Hamlet, if you've seen or the Lion King. Now, to be fair, I, I, while I was looking it up. Hamlet isn't Hamlet is based on a legend yeah a, a legend about the, this story this happening story, in Iceland yeah. but yeah. they said like I think I read on IMDb it's like they can't confirm whether William Shakespeare like saw it or not yeah like, oh, really? <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> very similar uh, but yeah, okay yeah yeah um, but it's about if you've seen Hamlet it's it's a, a, a prince's father who's king of his mm-hmm. of this Mustafa area. yes <laughs> Mustafa Mustafa yeah, yeah. Right. Um, that's the good who, am I thinking of the Will Ferrell character in Zoolander? <laughs> yeah. Oops. Uh, he gets killed by his uncle. Scar. And then he runs away, joins this kind of savage army. And then, then he ends up finding his way back to Iceland mm-hmm. to save his mother and kill his uncle in revenge. Um, so that's pretty much the story. Yeah, like very like, simple story. Very simple. But I, I it's... it's um, the director. Oh, Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. Done who, the lighthouse. Done the lighthouse. Yeah. The Vitch. The Vitch. Um, no, the Vitch. The two Vs. <laughs> who, who definitely puts his own kind of spin on it. It's based in... in and the, probably the best thing about this movie is just the locations and the the whole cultural context of the time period. It's very unique. Something... I don't I don't think I've seen anything like that before. Like... Lord of the Rings? Ah, it's not... It's, it's different to Lord of the Rings. Like, okay. it's... Yeah, it's different because right. uh, you've been to New Zealand <laughs> I've seen I've what seen it looks it. like uh, but no it, it's just like down and dirty it's like what act, those actual times felt yeah, it's like. just not it's, a fun time just, yeah it is It is. it's a hard time it's, yeah. it's not one you would enjoy no watching. although I I saw a letterbox review which was I would not thrive in Viking yeah times. exactly Gary O'Brien yeah. I'm a jester baby you're a jester <laughs> yeah you're, laugh. you're Willem Dafoe I'm Willem Dafoe yeah prancing um, about so that's I think that's the thing that stands out about this movie and um, if I was to kind of give it like cr- if I was going to critique it I think story wise it's just a bit generic but there's a few twists and turns in it which yeah. kind of adds to it um, some but, supernatural elements that keep yeah. you uh, but um, it, in particular there's one scene where a real kind of supernatural element comes into it I, I really enjoyed it I wish there was probably a bit more of that in it but the one thing is I don't know where it fits in yeah so my biggest thing about this movie is um, I don't know who it's for it's yeah. very it, it, like do you pitch it as a Braveheart or like a 300 movie or do you well it's, it's probably more like 300 than anything else mm. or do you pitch it like a like a weird wacky historical uh, like a like a new like a Green Knight in a way yeah yeah. Um, did you like it, Green Knight? 
No, but I preferred it to this because oh, I knew what it was. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this was just trying to. And also, I was very grumpy watching this movie, so yeah. I know there was also that. But it was just like it was very. The pace was a bit off, and there was exciting elements, but there weren't enough of them regularly. Yeah. And so it just. It, yeah. I feel like it, it felt like the most. Um, what's the word? Like studio Hollywood version of Robert Eggers. So. This is the thing, from, from what I've read, is that it was a bit weird and wacky. And because the studio put a lot more money into this one compared to, say, The Lighthouse yeah. and The, the Vivitch, yes. they obviously made a few... I think they made a few changes. They asked them to, to kind of change it up a bit. Because yeah. he, he had said that in a review, I think, on Joe.e, that he, he, he wasn't happy that he had he wasn't didn't have Final Cut. Yeah. But I think he's kind of knows now that if he's doing these kind of studio films that he's not going to get Final yeah. Cut. So... Would it be interesting to see a director's cut of this movie? Yeah. With more kind of weird, maybe, wacky stuff? Maybe, yeah. Could keep me interested. Yeah. Because yeah. the idea of it being a Robert Eggers movie, I'm like, I'm all for it. But what I got was disappointing. Because yeah. I feel like he could do more with it that would I would find interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. it was more the bits going back to... Like, there's bits where people are, like, dismembered in weird mm. ways. I'm like, that's all very interesting, but there's not enough of yeah. it in a way. And... Um, yeah, don't watch it if you like animals, by the way. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of, uh, lot of animals death. being killed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Alexander Skarsgård is, is very is very Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. Like, all the performances, I think, are really good. Like, it, yeah. I, like, I would say um, Anya Taylor-Joy is... Anya Taylor-Joy is grand. She's, I don't think she has a huge amount to do in it, but what she does have to do, she's yeah. she's quite good. Yeah. Well, the foe. Good as always. Yeah, and he, he again, it's he's that kind of side character, but even even for the short amount of scenes he's in, he kind of steals. Um, the uncle's good. I don't know the actor's yeah, name. Yeah, I don't know the uh, Ethan Hawke is good as well. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Just Nicole Kidman. I really like. There's one scene yeah. where she she kind of stands out for me because I thought she was gonna phone it in. Yeah, and yeah. Her accent's a bit weird though. But all I think the it's accents, meant to be though. Yeah. All the accents are. Well, there, it, it's this kind of twist on. Nordic English I mean yeah. it's, it's not really I don't think I wouldn't worry too much about mm. it but no like I, as you say I think the biggest issue with this movie is it doesn't really know what it wants to be Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed it for what okay. it was and of all the performances this this month it was the one that kind of stood out to me just because it's yeah. such a wide spectrum yeah. of emotions and things like that so um, the, the, it's probably not my favourite Icelandic movie there you go yeah it's probably Eurovision also, we got to see Eurovision performance. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, we got to see Bjork. Bjork, yeah. Oh my God, yeah, I forgot Bjork was in that. Yeah. My God. Um, right, I got to contrast this a big time yeah. with my favorite performance of the month. I still don't know which we're going to give it to, but I'll see if I can convince you. Um, Jim Carrey in Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog 2 is incredible. Now, I'm very biased yeah. because I love Jim Carrey. How much? Because this, I'm using this episode of the Monthly Movie Awards to be a backdoor pilot to my month of Jim Carrey movies a la the Brosnan O'Brien birthday bros bonanza. So, um, yeah, I decided to do this for no reason because other than I just love stress and just having not enough time to do things. Um, so, yeah, so this month, here's the announcement, little fanfare. Um, I'm going to do all Jim Carrey movies, or try to anyway. I've done, I've recorded one anyway, so there's a minimum of one. But I know what you're thinking, David. How, what? This not, it has to have a good name, otherwise what's the point? <laughs> Loads of notes. <laughs> um, so I've decided to call this event, because like, how do you beat the Brazen O'Brien birthday bros bonanza? That's just great alliteration. Yeah. And you can't really, like, how do you, how do you, you can't do alliteration with Gary or Jim or Kerry. You can make a rhyme. <laughs> so I've decided to call this month of events the unnecessary and involuntary legendary visionary Jim Carrey library commentary done by Gary and a very wary honorary adversary for my customary birthday. <laughs> 
You have way too much time. Yeah, so that's what I decided to call it. Uh, I think of a quick anonym, uh, antonym or whatever though. But yeah, that's what I decided to call it. Um, so we're going to go through all Jim Carrey's movies and then what better way to All start? of Jim Carrey's movies. I'll go through all of them. How many we do on the podcast is a different story altogether. Good man. But we... Jim Carrey in this movie is phenomenal. Uh, it's a really fun movie anyway. Mm. Um, it's got Ben Schwartz as Sonic, Idris Elba as Knuckles, uh, James Marston is back in his usual role of acting against a CGI character. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey is back as Robotnik. Anyone else in it of note? Um, there's some voice actress playing Tails who I forget. Yeah. Um, there's who's the, who's the bloke that plays the uh, the sheriff? At the... Oh, fuck, what's his name again? That actor. I thought he was... He's very good as well. Yeah. He's it's just out. great performances all around. Yeah. It's so much fun. We saw it at like two o'clock on a Sunday, yeah. which is usually a very dangerous yeah. time to be going to cinema yeah. because it's quite noisy. But there was a lot of kids, which I didn't really mind because it was able to give me an idea of what kids would think about it. Yeah. They had a great time with it. There's a dance scene in it in the yeah. Alps where they dance to Uptown Funk. <laughs> I thought it was a bit dated, but the kids had a great time. Yeah. It's um, on TikTok, guys. It's, 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 yeah. well, we'll, we'll get to fucking TikTok later. <laughs> but, um, or did you mean the app of the song no I said the song is on TikTok oh the song is on TikTok is it I'm not on TikTok (laughs) I'm sure I'm just just assuming something like that would be on TikTok I know TikTok's a bit more up to date than 2014's Bruno Mars's Uptown Funk 2014 oh Jesus that sounds about right doesn't it I say we're constant anyway but um, it's so much fun and what's great is when the kids weren't laughing the adults were laughing so I feel like it's a great movie for everyone maybe I should put it as a green on the Instagram haven't decided yet but um, I don't think this movie the movie doesn't work without Jim Carrey's performance it is fantastic it's probably not his best performance yeah but i think it's one that he's just given a lot of free reign to just be wacky and weird with and i think every line he says and every joke he says is delivered brilliantly yeah so um the the things so the thing about jim carrey is the first scene he's in you so you, the, the movie opens with jim carrey and i As think that scene is Fantastic. Because in the last movie, he got banished to some mushroom yeah. kingdom. You see him in a mushroom I kingdom. I thought that was brilliant. Um, I think him... I think him with the bits with Knuckles, kind of... You can tell it's difficult enough to, to act against CG yeah. characters. So that was the thing that stood out for me. It, it, it is difficult. But him... I, I do I do understand why you enjoyed this so much is just him it's, it's it, it is him just doing whatever he just wants just hook it to my veins yeah. Jim Carrey uh, and it's ridiculous and him he's in a big, big robot at one point and he's just he gets possessed by yeah. like a power and it's just he acts brilliant. like a god and, and like so just the plot of the movie I guess for anyone who's interested uh, first of all the first one's very good yeah. I'm very surprised how good the first one yeah. is I would definitely say stick it on it's just a good fun Keep, like it's not even a, it is kind of kids movie, but it's yeah. not. It's Ben Schwartz and um, does a great performance as Sonic. Um, and this one's all about Doctor Robotnik comes back to try and kill Sonic and get a magical crystal gem thing, and it's all about. I mean, he's all of a sudden he's he's linked up with Knuckles, who's yeah. like the his his tribe is against the tribe that killed. Sonic's mother and Elle or something and as you can tell the story's not very important I just <laughs> look the big speedy boy and the big knuckles yeah. and the flying guy so uh, yeah in terms of the story it's a bit like a um, one of those quests on a, on a video game yeah. like, and, and to be fair most I don't video game movie of all time by the way yeah and to be fair I don't think that's the most important bit about this movie like it's it is just performances it is that kind of family element to it I think is important as well that you know Sonic kind of wants to find a home 
and his friends kind of want to find a home as well and stuff like that so it, there, there is that nice element to it yeah. um, there's bits in it where it get, goes a bit over the it's top it's oddly and, paced I yeah. would say there's definitely like one if not two big set there's one big set piece you can definitely take out um, the second one is there's a weird human side yeah. subplot yeah. that by itself is very interesting yeah. but just in the context of this movie it's, it's like probably unnecessary why are we worrying about this character yeah, exactly yeah. Um, it's just a fun time but it is great. and I hope he comes back for Sonic the Hedgehog 3 he said he's retiring yeah. but he said that if he's coming back for 3 he wants to be in like the fat suit which I just think that would, would be, be fantastic brilliant <laughs> um, that would absolutely be fantastic yeah so that's my that's my t- like vote for um, well, I'm, performance of the month. I'm, now I'm going to struggle to beat that. So what's well? The problem now is we have to go to the producer. But I've been told are there, are there, those are best. No, two but, no, 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 we're going to go through all this. But I just I, I'm just oh, yeah, up yeah. To, because if we can't decide, uh, oh, it goes to the producer. Now I got a lot of stick last week, but not last week, last month when people were giving out that I was also a producer. <laughs> so I've I've you know um, resigned as the role of producer. And what I've done is I've got this magical deer. <laughs> From the Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, it's called a chillin'. We'll explain it later. <laughs> but basically, it's the chillin's job, and I'm not making this up. In the movie, Fantastic Beast, Dumbledore's got a load of secrets now. It's this deer picks the magical president. So prime, I've. Prime Minister. It's a prime minister. I'm pretty sure it's president. Is it prime minister? I mean, come on. It's, it's, let's it's, get, it's, let's it's, make sure we get this right. Because I don't want people to think I've hired the wrong deer. So this deer, the chillin, uh, bows to whoever is true of heart and that person becomes the magical president. So he was actually free this week. <laughs> and I've asked him to sit on in. He's very quiet. He's chilling over there. And he's, he said he's going to bow to whoever he thinks is right. About. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll check it with him later on. Cool, yeah. But just, to, just so people know, I'm not yeah. going to be picking it. Shitting on the carpet. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, other good performances this month. Is there any, are there any others that stand out to you? Uh, I was gonna say Jude Law. Jude Law and the Fantastic Beasts. Uh, uh, what, what, what? The first one was Fantastic Beasts and Where, where to, to Find them. them. Then Fantastic Beasts, Crimes, Crimes of Grindelwald. Grindelwald. And now, okay, yeah. And then this one is Dumbledore has all those secrets. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Those Secrets. <laughs> And the crimes of where to find the crimes, <laughs> secrets, uh, secret crimes of Grindelwald. Um, Jude Law's very good in this uh, yeah. Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah, um, I'm, I don't think we're going to talk too much about the movie at Might this point. Might save it a bit, yeah. Yeah, uh, but just in terms of him taking up this role, he he does his own thing, but he also he has that kind of stoic nature of what we know, what we've come to know about Dumbledore, not only from the books but from the movies as well. And considering like. You look at Richard Harris and Michael Gammon, like, it was, it's strange that th- those two had two different completely performances as a character, but they all three of them seem to feel like the same person. Yeah, which is surprising because uh, Jude Law isn't dressed up like yeah. a, a weird, drapey, pointy-hat <laughs> wizard <laughs> man. Yeah. He's a sharp-looking dude. He, he just, yeah, he has these sweaters and he has a waistcoat and yeah. stuff, so he... Um, but he, you can just tell even there's points in a movie where he just has these these lines like there's there's a bit where he's he's eating food and he's just like that's that's really nice that's just and it's like, he's a sweet man he's a sweet he's man such a sweet man. you'd love him to be your principal uh, wouldn't yeah. you yeah oh it'd be great yeah um, but and yeah he's just he's just a sweet character and there's there's certain things in the, in the movie where like he he's kind of conflicted and things like that so. And you can tell he's struggling with what he has to do, but he's always just good natured and stuff. And yeah. speaking of the chillin', the ch- him and the chillin' have this 
kind of head to head towards the end of the movie I don't want to say too much but mm-hmm. it's, it's a nice moment um, and uh, the the other per- performance just from that movie is Dan Fogler I just how is this guy not getting more he's, roles he's like the muggle character and he's yeah. just and they just find ways to write him into the screen yeah, yeah that he's just in every movie but he's just so much fun yeah and like and and sometimes I do hate that comedic relief character but yeah. I just think he's perfect oh, he's so and he's not taking things too seriously and he's the type of person that's like this is ridiculous and I shouldn't I'm in. I'm, <laughs> yeah, well I shouldn't be here but you know what I'm gonna yeah. give it a go yeah. um, oh, and I just I'd love to see him I don't know what you would fit him into but he's get just get him the MCU somewhere get him as the thing he would nah, 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 nah. it needs to be more see I can only imagine with the New York accent now yeah yeah, would he be a Spider-Man character? The rotten. I don't know. Give give us a give it to Sony. They'll find someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe you can be an El Muerto. El Muerto. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just and it's just the reason it stands out so much is because most of the time I think those type of characters just annoy me. Yeah. Um, and he was just he's just so enjoyable and, um, like as you say, he's kind of unnecessary and. The other thing that that makes him stand out is some of the side characters in this are are unnecessary yeah. in themselves. Yeah. Like they're trying to they're trying to put this team together, but like by by halfway through the movie, I'm like, we haven't, yeah. we don't know anything about most of these yeah. characters, and maybe it's just the fact that we've seen him now in three movies that you just like know what he's about and know that he's kind of kind hearted and stuff like that. But I just had it, I just had a good time. A good with time, him. good yeah. time. Um, there's only one more yeah. performance I want to just briefly mention. Um, because but maybe we'll talk about the movie later on I don't know is Nicolas Cage in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent Um, he plays himself or uh, as the ad says Nicolas Cage as Nick Cage Mm. and it's a it's a heightened fictional version of the character Mm. where he is going bankrupt and he needs to get money so he, he a super fan of his hires him to come to his birthday party and read his script Uh, but it turns out this super fan might have some connections with a criminal organization and Nick Cage finds himself wrapped up in a CIA or FBI, I don't know which, um, plot to try and bring this criminal down. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's his best role, but it's probably one of the hardest he's had to play to play yourself. Yeah. Um, like you can tell just from the interviews I've seen, you know, I'd say it was a struggle because, you know, as he says, be, you know, playing a character that's completely different to you is, is probably easier than playing someone that's very similar because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to feel like you're taking the piss out of yourself. You don't yeah. want to feel like you're you're doing yourself a disservice or anything like that. But I think he, he did a, a nice role with it. There was there's points in it where um it goes full kind of <clears throat> as I would say like Nick Cage. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of like a a, a made up character or a side character. Yeah, yeah. And he only pops in every once in a while, which is good. Um, but no, like and. There's only I'd say there's very few people in Hollywood you could do this movie with. And, Absolutely, and, and there's no other yeah. person. And like to, to be maybe fair, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I Keanu Reeves like probably would do it. Yeah, because I was gonna say like, would Tom Hanks do this? Would it would be that level of actor? Probably wouldn't. Nah, no, 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 no. Yeah, wouldn't be happy to. See, do I, it, like. Yeah, and I think we might talk about it a bit later on when it comes to like the, the movie as a whole. But mm. there's kind of problems I had with it where I could see. Other actors maybe not signing on for yeah, it potentially. Exactly. Um, yeah. 
But again, we can come to that later. But the last person also I want to talk about in this movie is Pedro Pascal. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. He's so good. And I've been watching a lot of his videos promoting the movie as yeah. well. He just seems like such a cool dude. I think he, he's gotten to that stage, I'd say, in his career where he's just like, sign me up for, for yeah. whatever. And he's just having a good time with it. And uh, The two of them play off each other really, so, really so well. well. Yeah. And you know what? I'd love to see them in a, a buddy cop movie now or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Like I wish a, there was more pairings like that in Hollywood. Because mm. obviously we have Kevin Hart and Dwayne, Dwayne Rock, Rock Johnson. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing more. Like, remember, like Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill like, yeah. like that was a great two actually another great two performances just sneak them in here uh, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock yeah, in Sandra Lost Bullock, City yeah. I don't think I mentioned I didn't mention that in my up top um, they were great as well like a yeah. load of really solid performances yeah. this. I think the movies as a whole this month were a bit lower quality yeah. but um, performances but again like, it kind of like ties into what you were saying earlier about their, this month being like more experimental movies yeah. like, the, the movies themselves aren't good but the actors clearly care a lot about them because mm. they're maybe a bit more out there that yeah. they can have more fun with them the, and the other thing that, like, that came to mind, especially watching this one, because I knew it was done during COVID, is could it be a case that this this movie was filmed at a time... Is this when, the Cage movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When actors... And it, maybe it, it maybe it's, it works for the Lost City as well, is where, like, say the, the actors had such kind of a long stint mm-hmm. without acting and then they came to this and they're just like I'm just going to actually give yeah, this 100% yeah, yeah. Oh, for that's true. Yeah, yeah. so Rather maybe it's something like that yeah project, exactly yeah. instead of like say you can imagine if Nick Cage came to this after doing you know maybe four different roles yeah. in, in the previous few months like maybe uh, uh, yeah it was just like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and every day would be a struggle whereas I feel like Pedro Pascal who probably hadn't done The Mandalorian and he just came onto this and he was just like oh, I'm going to give yeah. this song I'm going <laughs> to play this character real wacky you know he has this script where um, so that's again another thing that I think is playing off the whole COVID thing is that you're getting these performances from actors who again have, have that kind of intensity and um, drive to kind of you know, show what they can do. Yeah. Um. I think I think that does work for for the Lost City as well. Because yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not that I've seen a huge amount of Sandra Bullock, but I thought in this she she played that character. Yeah. I've only seen three Sandra Bullock movies. I can't believe you've it. seen Speed, haven't you? No. Oh, I thought you watched Speed. I've seen recently. Gravity. Gravity. Yeah. Oh, that's very very different. Yeah, it is. Ones <laughs> in space. Yeah. On a bus. Um. Uh, but let's actually tie this off because we're, we're yeah we're, we're so we're way uh, over yeah but just trust me we'll uh, we'll have quick yeah tangents on the others. <sighs> Who are we giving it to? No, I think uh, Jim Carrey is fair enough because I, I think we enjoyed that movie a bit more than The North between the two of us. It's so stupid though. It is it's so <laughs> stupid to give it to him. Like, who did we give it to last? Oh, uh, <laughs> Colin Farrell. Farrell. <laughs> we tend to give it to the sillier one, don't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Has to right. Be. During this month, no less, of the involuntary and unnecessary Jim Carrey, uh, the vision, legendary visionary Jim Carrey library commentary by Gary and a very wary honorary adversary for my customary anniversary. <laughs> i.e. my birthday I think it's fair to give it to Jim K well Jim K well done yeah congratulations I, it might be the last time he's eligible well yeah if so, this is his last role if yeah, he's if yeah. he's retiring so look I'll, sorry Alex yeah, I'll, well, yeah. try harder <laughs> you can do Tarzan too <laughs> yeah oh yes you have you have to watch that movie it's so mm. bad I oh, see I, I started watching it I turned it off yeah it's very bad yeah. oh, did you get to the bit where Christoph Waltz strangles someone I don't think I even movies? got to the point where they got to the jungle oh wow oh is he doing all the weird things with his knuckles yeah yeah weird movie yeah. Um, right let's move on we can talk about visible garbage next because that's kind of uh, mm. ties into two movies that we can talk about one we just what visible garbage next isn't it yeah go for it yeah um, that's probably the best one is The Bubble yeah which 
I don't think it's visible garbage. Visible garbage, for anyone who doesn't know, is basically like a movie that maybe had a lot of publicity or a lot of hype or... You'd see it on a bus. You'd see it on a bus or had a lot of potential. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> not, no, you wouldn't watch it on a bus. You'd yeah, see it I'd on the side of a bus. probably prefer to watch <laughs> yeah. it on a bus. Then. You'd see it on the side of a bus. Um, <laughs> Why would you be on the side of a bus, <laughs> I'm just hanging on. I'm just, I, I refuse to pay the fares. Yeah. <laughs> 2.30, bro. Yeah, no. Fuck up. But, uh, but it's also a movie with a lot of potential, maybe, and it yeah. be executed. Um, so the bubble, I wouldn't really say so. I don't know why I have it in That's here. probably going to be in and Yeah, that's going to be, gonna be like, trust me, that's later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but another movie is probably Fantastic Beasts. Um, yeah. Where uh, the general consensus for this movie is it's not good. But I slightly disagree in that I think the plot is all over the place. It's very murky. It's trying to like tie up a load of loose ends. It's trying to like write some characters out. Yeah. They started the franchise on a stupid thing of like, we'll call it Fantastic Beasts. And yeah. They have to find a way to make put fantastic beasts into this movie um, and then also there's the whole thing with Johnny Depp being recast uh, there's the whole thing going on with Ezra Miller at the moment and um, it's just very very messy however I think some of the magical elements in like the magic fights the magical beasts yeah. themselves remember that parachute one yeah that was cool there's really creative stuff yeah. in it and I think if you're a fan of Harry Potter... Oh, you'll love it. You'll like, love it, I think. Yeah. I had a great time. This is the thing, like... I think this movie has been very harshly treated by critics. So I've, I've listened to, like, reviews of it, and they're saying, like, oh, the visuals in it aren't great, and the world is... And I'm like, they obviously weren't watching the movie we were. Yeah. And, like, this... Like, when we went to see it, like, we were... We went to, we went in, we watched about halfway through, and then the fire alarm went off. Yeah. We had to leave the screen and come yeah. back in. They had to re- re- rewind the movie about ten minutes, and then we watched it again. So, like, that would have been just a perfect excuse to just be like, nah, I yeah, it, yeah. I'm, I'm not enjoying this. But I, I just had a good time with it. And, like, I, I do agree that story points in it, like, it's a little bit all over the place. It's trying to do about 12 things at once. But, like, in terms of, as you say, the world building, uh, some of the, the visuals and some of the um, locations and stuff, I mean, that's some, some of the best thing I've seen in yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like... So much of Harry Potter is Hogwarts and then maybe like Diagon Alley. And yeah. literally like you're just going from yeah. one place to the other. Yeah. Whereas this is sprawling. And you yeah. inter- out 10 different locations, which in one sense, I know it's kind of contradicting myself because it's so many storylines. But I just enjoyed that they have this world and we're like, we're going to spread this across yeah. the globe and just, you know, we're going to have... It's called Wizarding World. Yeah. And we're going wizard, to have, have a prison underneath the... Uh, under, underground where you're getting attacked by a crab or you're, we're going to go to Berlin and have... Yeah. Uh, and where is it? They go to like Tibet then? Yeah. Uh, by the way, very scary movie. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it very is. scary. Yeah. Uh, between like, um, you know, animals being kind of murdered. Yeah. And then also just like a big monster killing people. But not even like a, oh, maybe he just like flung them against the wall. Yeah. No, this monster just kills <laughs> straight up murders. Oh, no, no. He, he murders them, eats them, and then throws the uh, the, the remains back, back, back in the bird. It's so <laughs> fucked. Yeah. It's so, I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. Yeah. And again, I think it's kind of like, is this for kids? Is it not? Like, yeah. I could see it maybe not reading well with kids because yeah. there's obviously a lot of um, what you call it? maybe not mature but just very like um, it's not oh my god I'm not going to get enough points for double uh, Gryffindor this year kind of shit yeah. you know what I mean it's, and it's not there's like, some serious the consequences coming. there is other yeah. elements of play kind of thing like yeah. it talks about politics yeah. uh, it talks about there's like, some allegory like, relationships allegories in it towards yeah. you know the early 1900s <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hint hint <laughs> 
The Titanic, of course. Yeah, I was trying to think about the historical event. The famine? <laughs> so, sure, that's magic. They can get a lot of bread and potatoes. Yeah. Um, There's one element in this movie where I just cannot understand why they didn't use magic. Which one was that? The suitcase. Do you remember your oh, one goes to the yeah, suitcase? There's a scene where like, uh, Newt's commander's got a load of animals in his briefcase yeah. and they have to trick the evil wizards into thinking that who anyone could have the briefcase yeah. but then your woman brings it to like a an actual like suitcase muggle <laughs> suitcase maker it's like give me six of these please yeah. and then it's just like just magic spell yeah you Should couldn't duplicate that duplicate now? duplicate yeah. that yeah. duplicate yeah. 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 see maybe they duplicate the insides as well that's probably the issue but again it makes no sense that's a very <laughs> no it's a fucking magical <laughs> yeah, world yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. um, I'm trying to make excuses for this magical world what else is great about this movie um, See, we're not doing a great job of, of of showing how this is visual garbage. I think it's because from the context of what the Harry Potter movies yeah, did, yeah. this is not as good. Because no, yeah. the Harry Potter movies were all very clearly like there was a it was a clear through line throughout. The yeah. characters that were in the first book were remained the same same throughout. Yeah. Whereas this movie, you know, brings in more characters. Um, it tries to balance like the importance of the likes of Newt's commander Eddie Redmayne's character with Albus Dumbledore yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's just so many it's just very it's it's not a good movie in the sense of like a plot like an actual just by itself yeah. but in terms of like production visuals mm. like in terms of a story it's not a good story it's a very good also work. some social elements as well we, we find out secrets about a certain character Sorry, I'm actually leading back there. Sorry. <laughs> no, you know Dumbledore's. No, name. I know, but like they actually refer to it in here. Like they in the... so don't though. Like they I do. know, I'm absolutely like you can absolutely tell that they could cut this out. They for did Chinese. For, they oh yeah, China, like, yeah, you can absolutely tell. That. I think it's yeah, but like him and Grindelwald have like a. But I, I just, I just feel like imagine that for you know a young person who who's kind of God, struggling with yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. It's just like oh, you know, well, it's being I think openly talked about. In Hollywood. I think Grace Randolph had said, uh, "Our Lord and Savior." Have to get that mentioned. Yeah. Um, she was like, "It's the first big franchise movie to have a main character yeah. be gay. Yeah. I know they don't really go all the way with it, but like they like it's good representation. It's a Harry it's from the Harry Potter franchise which has been tarnished a lot from what yeah. J.K. Rowling's been writing about. Yeah. So um I think she I don't know if she did I think she, I think she did the story for this and then someone did the screenplay. Yeah. Um but the fact that like I don't know that's in there is yeah. good. Um but there's another movie that's um, what I consider to be the ultimate visible garbage for this month okay. which is Operation Mincemeat yeah, oh yeah, that's uh, right. you haven't seen it and I do apologize yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my Gary rant. I'm going to actually leave the room now yeah. and Gary's going to rant oh, a, a, la, a la cheaper by the dozen can I do a rant on this I don't think people, enough people have seen okay, this okay I'll explain what this movie's about so Operation Mincemeat is a movie with Colin Firth and Matthew McFadden I think his name is both notorious oh is he in succession Yes, yeah. uh, both notorious for playing Mr. Darcy. So it's yeah. hyped as the big Mr. Darcy uh, team up. Yeah. But basically, it's about this uh, operation the British had during World War Two to to deceive the Nazis into thinking that they were going to invade Greece, but they were actually invading Sicily. And it's all about there was this really intricate plot of like basically inventing a person. So they made like bank accounts, social security numbers, um, you know, it made sure he was listed in a phone book. All this really interesting stuff that if the Nazis did any research this man is real and what they did with this man is uh, identity is effectively dumped him into uh, the ocean beside um, Spain and the Nazis would then and then trust that the Nazi spy organisation will find a briefcase that he has on that says that the British are actually going to invade mm. um, Greece and it's all to do with like what like it's all really interesting planning about how they go about it like what 
what what they call it wallet garbage or wallet trash, which is like what sort of thing yeah. should be in his wallet. C- that, cinema tickets. Cinema tickets. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's in it. There's a like love that. letter from his missus that like they make sure is crim- crumpled a lot. That yeah. he's really, a lot of thought in it. Receipts and stuff. Yeah. Like that. But what the movie decides to focus on is like a love triangle between the two major like general whatever the fuck they are and the, one of the like women working in the office as well and it's all about like oh like maybe he has a lover oh what's her name and it's them like being romantically involved but not being romantically involved but using the person that they've invented and his missus as like their love affair while Matthew McFadden's character is getting all jealous being like oh why are they on planet without me and I'm like I don't give a shit like it's such a weird direction to take this movie because it's it's not like it's an all-out romance movie because yeah. it's obviously very heavily influenced by... It's like Valkyrie. You've seen Valkyrie, Valkyrie yeah? yeah? Valkyrie, great movie. Horrible director. Yeah. But imagine just like that being the B-plot. Yeah. It's just insane. Tom Cruise's character has some lover. That yeah, it's so... Sh- so but it's, just, like, yeah. it's also Colin Firth has family. Like He's a wife and kids that are off in America yeah. and he's not meant to be getting with this girl and it's just... And then poor Matthew McFadden's single as a Pringle over there and not getting any love. So the okay, so I haven't even got to the big part. But. No, no, go, no. The the one thing I was going to mention is um, there in twenty, I'm going to say twenty eighteen uh, or twenty nineteen. Anyway, Dunkirk and the Darkest Era came out. Those two movies mm-hmm. came out, and it, funnily enough, they actually like link into each other really well. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, the speech at the end of the Darkest Era is at, is is at the end That's of like, Dunkirk. Um, all the presidents, men. Yeah, and the yeah, post. yeah. And I feel like this would be a perfect chance to like add on to that kind of element of of those world war ii movies where it's it's espionage and it's um you know it's not all out kind of war movies like saving private ryan it's more kind of but uh, you know the way you're describing it there it was just a, a huge opportunity missed and as you say like potentiometer wise you know it's it oh, so, so much and points. great cast in it as yeah, well yeah. um what's his name he's from lovesick i don't know his name but he's yeah. the guy who in that bad david bowie movie yeah, yeah um and like the really good cast i forget who the director and the writers are but Burning hell. <laughs> Dump them off the coast of Spain. Uh, can you tell, like, it, was it something that, like, there was a story there and then they care. decided to change it last minute or was it just... Oh, no, I'd say they were trying to, like, talk, like, they were trying to, like, add a love story to a, okay, to, to yeah. a, to a military operation. Oh, uh, Oscar Isaac, is it? Not Oscar Isaac, what's his name? Uh, Isaac... Draco Jason, Mal- I- Jason, Jason Isaac he's, he's very good in yeah, it. it's yeah. very and though this is another thing with the movie as well it plays it off as a comedy in the trailers yeah uh, and you make it think it's, and it's not none of the lines in the trailers that are meant to be jokey are played for laughs in the movie yeah. so the tone is quite weird yeah. and probably the most egregious and just personally offence uh, offensive to Gary O'Brien especially is they include Ian Fleming yeah. Ian Fleming was actually in the British Army yeah. and he used a lot of his experiences there to influence the character of uh, James Bond but like he's he's not even important in the movie but he just keeps showing up to say like oh Ian what are you writing over there and he's like spy move, spy novel and he like picks up a watch and he sees it spins and he's like that's interesting and I'm like man you didn't do that to Live and Let Die which is the second book so come on but and just like just like don't put him in it yeah. it's just such it's a it's unnecessary and like and then there's a whole narrative there's a whole plot about everyone around everyone in the army seems to be writing books at the moment besides Matthew McFadden's character just like they're all trying to get book deals yeah, in this war. Just like, what is this? <laughs> oh, I was it's, just like, so... it's like people on uh, I'm a Celebrity or something. Or like in the Trump administration. administration yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to give this visible garbage. No, that's fair. Yeah, just... no, absolutely. Because I don't, I don't think um, 
Secrets of Dumbledore. No, not at all. That. No, I just, I that's, I just wanted to put it in that category because yeah. it could be deemed that, but I would strongly defend it. That yeah, it's not. yeah. Um, but the opposite of a. So of that's a, is that's our second award. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> yeah, it's like, boo! Go fuck yourself. Go die in the Spanish Ocean. Yeah. Oh, Spanish, Spanish sea. Um, let's talk about hidden gems, David. You, are you talking about the Mediterranean? <laughs> yeah, but like whatever. The, well, I'm just, I'm saying the yeah. Spanish coast because that's, that's where they put the yeah. body. Such a what they had to do with the dead body and everything anyway yeah. it's fine um, Hidden Gems David I have three three nominees here go for it uh, Apollo 10 and a half The Bad Guys yeah. and The Outfit okay so we <laughs> funny enough we haven't seen uh, David's seen two of them yeah. I haven't seen them and then the one I've seen David hasn't seen yeah this is going to be a lot of me David's been very busy this one that we didn't see movies yeah. together we don't yeah. talk anymore we don't talk anymore <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was gone for like two weeks and never got back to Omniplex. Um, okay, so I'll start with the, the bad guys because I kind of decided to go see this just because I was away and I was like, I need to like up my, up my numbers. You pump those numbers. Pump those numbers. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, and to be fair, it has really good reviews on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, this is a fun movie. Can you, can you get the cast up actually? Because I, I, yeah. I, know, I know Sam Rockwell. I'll, I'll give him a call. Yeah, I know. Sammy, <laughs> what's the crack? What are you coming back for? Our, uh, as Iron Man Two, yeah. Iron Man Two yeah, character, yeah. the hammer. Um, so I know Sam. What Rockwell. are you doing for billboards <laughs> outside Ebbing, Missouri? Have you seen Moon? He's in Moon. I see it every night. He's in Moon. <laughs> uh, who we got? We got Sam Rockwell, Richard Aoadi, uh, Anthony Ramos, Aquafina, Zazie Beetz, Craig Robinson, Mark Marin. Alex Bornstein, uh, Lily Singh, sign. I, I think that might be it, though. Is it? Is That's it. Nice? She plays T- Tiffany Fluffett. Hmm. Oh, they've got fun. They've got fun names, David. <laughs> Professor Marmalade. Hilarious. Yeah. I'm having a good time with this movie already. <laughs> <laughs> so this is um, this is about all the bad guys. We you know bad kind of animals. So you have the big bad wolf. You have a snake, tarantula, shark, and piranha. Very good. And you know they're they're I've criminals and stuff. They're it, it's pretty much like Zootopia. The you know the underground bad guys of Zootopia. You know that movie from twenty sixteen, or Zootropolis is it? It depends where you're from. Yeah, it depends where you're from. Um, and it's them doing crimes, whatever. They're this crime gang, and they've done all these big kind of heists and stuff. They've stolen all these um works of art and um whatnot, and they they decide they're gonna go good. All right. Oh, sorry, they get thrown in prison and they're told they have to go good or else they're going to prison. So Professor Marmalade decides he's going to he's going to be he played by Richard Ayoade. He's going to be the one that works with them to try and make them good, um, and so on and so forth. It's kind of a little bit of you know head to head, and some people don't want to go good. Some people want to you know change their ways and stuff like that. But really fun movie. I I don't know what it is. I think it's like visual wise. They did a lot of things that, you know... What is this? Is this Sony? I think no. it's DreamWorks. Or Stream- oh, it is DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, there's there's bits in it where... Like, this the first scene is them robbing a bank. And there's this really cool chase scene. It's stuff you don't really see very often and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, like, I would say this is a, a very much a family kind of kids movie. But there is elements in it where it's, like, you know, good for adults and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that's... that's, that's- in case it always these yeah. movies where stuff goes over kids' heads and then you watch it later. And like I, I, I mean, I was having a good time with it. And and the problem is, when you go see, when I go see a movie, I I come out with a, with an opinion, but it always has to be kind of validated. Mm-hmm. But all my all the reviewers I kind of watch on YouTube or listen to, 
like they didn't do any reviews on this mm. so I'm just oh, like so you're kind of in the movie. I'm just like is this a good movie or not and then funnily enough yesterday one of the guys on Instagram put up this thing he was like this movie is hilarious and whatever you know it was a good time so obviously it is and I don't know I, I, as I said with the cast with the story like it's a bit it's a bit like this heist movie like a la Ocean's Eleven mm-hmm. like there's different twists and turns and good people become bad bad people become good you yeah. know who's who Um. I just had a good time with it and yeah. it's it's not something where I'm like rush out and see and that was sorry that was the other thing I was going to say up top there's nothing this month where I'm like rush out and see it I'm not saying no. people go out and see it but it's definitely the type of thing where if it was on Netflix oh, yeah. and it's you're bored yeah if you're bored and I'm kind of I'm glad I went to see it because it kind of it's one of those things you probably don't see enough of well, we don't see enough of because like just family friendly stuff yeah. like probably we only see yeah, R-rated movies R-rated. no one's getting their heads chopped off <laughs> not for me no unless there's a Jim Carrey role oh. a best performance oh yeah this is one. another thing we need to decide what the name of the award is is it a Gazzy or is it a Brazzy oh it's a Gazzy is it a Gazzy yeah right okay well, Gazzy, not, Gazzy winning actor Pierce Brosnan has enough validation with Does these he? two awards okay Um, but um, just a name alone um, that's that's yeah we sure we probably don't see enough like family movies so yeah probably good. but I was just looking at the, the director hasn't really done much that I can see otherwise yeah. but he's been an animating uh, character design and animator like supervisor on the Kung Fu Panda movies yeah. um, Shrek Forever After Monsters vs. Aliens um, so he's in his wheelhouse so, yeah so animation stay with it yeah. but then I saw the writer so it's based on a book yeah um, yeah, yeah the, I heard the, that yeah. so it's based on the book but the writer is uh, Ethan Cohen. Uh, but not the one you think. <laughs> the one that's that keeps getting jobs because people think he's the other one. Yeah. But he's done like uh, Holmes and Watson, Get Hard, Men in Black 3, Madagascar oh, wow. 2, Africa, he's, Tropic He's Thunder. the studio man. Yeah, so they just get him in like, you're funny, yeah. get on in there. But I, like, I don't even think it's like stuff written that's funny. It's, it's just, just like those those actors obviously just like were, were in the sound booth and it's just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this line in and see what happens. Yeah. Um, Aquafina comes out with funny lines Richard Iwadi comes out with funny lines stuff like that so yeah it's just a nice time I wouldn't say it's not going to be anything I'm like you have to go yeah. see or at, even at the end of the year I'm not going to be like it's memorable or anything like that yeah. but definitely a good time and considering you know um, it is kind of below the radar it's probably a nice time if you have a family and yeah. stuff like that so yeah. um, do you want to go on to the outfit I'll talk about the outfit yours um, is far more serious than mine yeah <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> 1956. It's actually... Yeah, oh, the mafia. My dad was born in 1956. Well, where was your dad in Chicago? <laughs> uh, one of the most annoying parts of this movie is that Mark Rylance keeps saying Chicago. Chicago? <laughs> no, Chicago. Chicago. It's like like church. Yeah. Chicago. It's annoying <laughs> as fuck. Maybe I'll give him worst actor. Uh, Mark Rylance is excellent in this. But basically, it's about a guy who owns like a, a tailor shop in, in Chicago and he you sure Gary Chicago it's Chicago <laughs> sorry cut that uh, but uh, he owns his uh, tailor shop mm-hmm. and he is vaguely he's just there he's from London or he's from like England and all of a sudden there's like connections with the mob you don't really know what's going on and then one like this this envelope this like letterbox in the back of his store that people come in drop stuff in and someone comes and collects it and we don't really know what's going on yeah but what happens then is one night uh, one of the gang members or the, the mafia members comes in with a gunshot and um, your Mark, Mark Rylance is there and has to like patch him up but there's also like a whole like 
how did they know where we were? Did someone rat on us? Like, and they're trying to figure out who it is and Mark Rylance can't go anywhere. So it all takes place in the shop. Mm. So it's very isolating and it's it's all one night. So it's it's all, it's very good. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. It's not like, definitely go out and rush it. It'd be hard to watch at home because it is so like yeah. slow in a way. But like once things start getting revealed, it's quite interesting. Dylan O'Brien's in it. Mm. Uh, the guy who's the bad day for Bowie and Ian Fleming uh, is in it as well. <laughs> um, who else is in it? Uh, Zoe du- Deutsch is in it. Deutsch, yeah. Um, yeah, so like it's great cast. Mark Rylance is excellent. He's I've really come around on him since uh, Don't Look Up. Yeah, and yeah. Of the Open, but yeah, it's a fun time. It's hard to say. Like, definitely going to watch it. If there was a play version of it, I'd probably watch that because again, it all takes yeah. place in the shop. Um, and Mark Rylance very good. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. Like, it's 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 a very isolated story. Isolated story because it's kind of all. Yeah, it's all in the fucking yeah, shop. That's the gist of it. We're very sorry. We don't have huge amount to say about these movies. Yes. Um, but like, it, it's a hidden gem because I would have never gone to... Like, I, I don't think I would have seen it with, the, with the, the Omnipass. I probably wouldn't watch it because it was on Netflix. It looks kind of B-rated. But it's very solid. I don't disagree. Like, the writing and the acting and the directing are all, all very good. Well, like, it, I did read a stat that, like, what's-his-face, Mark Ryland spent, like, a week learning how to, like, stitch clothes and stuff like that. I'm like, I he probably gonna just got like someone else to, to do yeah. those bits, but um, Johnny Flynn, that's his name. Johnny Flynn, yeah, yeah poor guy. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, that's about it. it. It's probably not enough of a hidden gem for me to be like, my God, I can't believe people miss this. Go watch it. Um, According to this, it's on. Oh no, sorry, it's a, no, it's not on Netflix. Sorry, no, <laughs> Operation Mincemeat is on the twelfth of May. So May. make sure you're busy the twelfth of May. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> watch Spurs v Arsenal. Yeah. Um, no, it actually doesn't sound. So it sounds like it's part of a more interesting world like if if you imagine that was like a section of a movie where you actually got to see what happened here man no not really no because there's the way it all plays out the less you know the better okay fair enough because you don't know how certain people Mm. like what's going on with them what's their backstory are they telling the truth are they not so by itself it's it's have you seen Reservoir Dogs yeah a bit like that does that take place in a clothes shop no but it's completely different but it's in the same location, like. And you don't know what happens, like. But is he British? No. David, I think you're talking about two completely different movies. Was Mike Rylance in that? <laughs> I think he was Mr. Purple. <laughs> Mr. BMG. Um, Big fucking green. <laughs> no, do you know what? That does sound interesting. It's interesting, yeah. yeah. Like, but again, like, it's, again, probably better as a play, maybe. Yeah. Was on the Borgash. Oh, gosh, yeah, we'll go see the Borgash. Uh, um, right, go on. But you tell us about. Uh, no, this one. Do you know what? This this Apollo is the one, and a half. Yeah, this is the one, and it, like I can understand. This could kind of go either way with people because the animation style is very unique. So it's this type of. Mm, it's interesting how you pronounce off putting. <laughs> it's just it's different, okay, and it's the type of animation where the people playing the roles look like the characters in the movie. Um, so I don't know how they do it. Is it? It's it's obviously I don't know if they they're playing the characters. And it's, yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of it is rotoscoping. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is the actors act and then they animate over it. Yeah, because um, there's a Keanu Reeves movie that's like this as well. Who is there? Yeah, there's one where he's he's doing something drugs or something. I can't remember anyway, anyway yeah. Um, I like, okay. So the, the first thing that stood out to me is just it is very unique and it's different. It's on Netflix. So, to start, probably, the best way to, to explain this is there's two type of mo- types of movies that come out on Netflix. So one, 
big budget movies that the studio has no faith in Red doing Notice. well doing well at the box office Triple Frontier yeah uh, six underground. Six underground. Yeah. So there's those big budget movies that really don't have any right going into cinema because they're not going to do well. But then there's also these other kind of groups of movies where you can tell they're, they're not going to get the budget to go into cinemas, but you can tell that the either the director, the writer, whatever it is, is really passionate about the movie and just kind of wants to get it made. And obviously Netflix is just like, yeah, we'll give you, you know, however million to, to make the movie you can put it on Netflix but this one is done by I think Richard Linklater yeah um, Boyhood yeah who's Boyhood, who's done Days Confused um, Everybody Wants Some those type of movies you can tell he grew up in the time period of the, the 1960s um, so the kind of the first storyline is about this kid who ends up going on the po- Apollo 10 and a half mission because they ended up building the um the, where the astronauts sit the, the shuttle too small so they only they had to get a kid to, to do it of course and this they was couldn't just got like a shorter person though. no but it was a secret mission before Apollo 11 before, before the actual Neil Armstrong Buzz Aldrin Michael Collins actually went to the moon and they Michael Collins got to space <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, not like a Lee a movie about that and the first half of the movie is about him kind of talking about how him training for this. He was going to the moon. But you can't really tell if it's serious or if it's him just kind of daydreaming or whatever, if he's do- playing with his friends. But then there's a hard cut about kind of 20 minutes in where it just talks about his life in 1960s America. So all the things like, say, music, TV shows... You know, all the things that would go on like in, right. in 1960s America, the Vietnam War, hippies. And you can just tell that it's it's obviously the, the writer, the writer, director kind of grew up in that time. And it's, it's kind of a love letter to that period and growing up in that period and, and all the things like... I don't think I like this movie. No, nah, you probably wouldn't. But I can imagine some people wouldn't. But I just thought it was a nice kind of... I, I do like it's when movies like movie. that. Yeah, it's... it's Harmless. It's, and it's, it's written by Richard uh, Linklater. Yeah, right? there you go. And I, I you can imagine he probably... He, He's probably born in 1952. David, you couldn't be further off. He's born in 1960. Okay, there you go. You grew up in 1960. Four years younger than your father. There you <laughs> I've go, learned yeah. so much today. Um, but it is, it's just a sweet movie. And uh, like, I, I would say if if someone did grow up in around the 1960s, uh, they, they would enjoy it. They would. Yeah, I thought you were saying like was listening. And I'm just like, no, no. I mean, we're yet to crack that demographic, yeah. David. But, you know, I would recommend to my dad if he, if he, if you want to, you know, kind of reminisce see, it's, about that like, time. But it's almost like you do that, but yet you make it animated, which I feel like people of that generation won't watch an animated movie. But, like, are you going to get the budget to make all those sets of, like, 1960s America? No. Yeah, so... I'm not, I'm not giving a solution. I'm just <laughs> no, giving problems. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I, like, I just thought it was unique. And again, like, I, if it was, this was on cinema, don't go and see it. If it's on Netflix, like... Yeah. If watch it for yeah. for a bit and see how you like it. Again, you're if not you're, very sentimental person, you're, Gary. You're uh, you're a hard nosed yeah. prick. <laughs> you prefer a. Uh, it's weird how you pronounce legend. <laughs> that's your new thing. Isn't yeah, it? I'm liking that. That's yeah. all there. Um, um, but yeah, also like I, you know, there's sometimes when you you come home from a the next morning after a night out and you're kind of like not sure if you're going to get sick or not and you just sometimes you just need to really get sick just stick this movie on you'll instantly feel dizzy and nauseous I'll be like God time to clear clear the old gullet <laughs> um, um, no the, the animation's fine I'm just taking this but um, and, and obviously it goes it's kind of built around uh, NASA going to the moon cool yeah, that's, that's um, yeah we're giving a hidden gem I think it's a good hidden gem because 
it, it does it is perfectly defined as a hidden gem because yeah. it's, it's that type of thing that even I didn't know about it it was just popped up on a, a letterbox list and I was like oh that's on go. Netflix oh, there we go there's our next Gazzy who do we get to pick that up uh, we'll oh get, yeah we'll oh, get Zachary Levi oh absolutely the Gazzy goes the Jim Carrey <laughs> if he has to pick that up you can fuck off the chillin I don't give a shit about the chillin right now <laughs> uh, oh Jack Black is the narrator I forgot to mention uh, that. I, I heard that in the 30 seconds I watched. Um, But, uh, and then who are we getting for Operation Mincemeat? Colin Burke? Johnny Flynn. (laughs) Johnny Flynn over here. We love, we love Love Lovesick. We love Lovesick. Come watch Lovesick. That's a great, that's on Netflix as well. Watch it instead of Apollo 10 and a half. Um, (laughs) Right, let's talk about, uh, speaking of Netflix, we'll keep this train going. Uh, Let's talk about our Poovy of the Month, which I'm actually going to tie into where the Pierce Brosnan Award for Incompetence in Acting. Um, which is oh we're doing a two and one wow yeah, like oh. there's no bad there wasn't bad performances there might have been bad writing this month yeah but I think in terms of I don't know if it was the writing of the actors but the performances in this movie are not good just phoned in yeah. just uh, nothing there's one actor who's great I actually don't know his name but he's English and he's given a lot to play oh, with yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. really funny yeah, yeah. but like Keegan Peel like Pedro Pascal's interesting in it um, the woman I forget her name Some uh, uh, she was in Borat 2 uh, if you want to get oh, that up for me, she's in it. Yeah. But like when you compare this role versus Borat 2, it's miles apart. Uh, Leslie Mann's in it, Dave, David Dubrovnik. Um, like this really solid cast, but like just such a garbage movie. So the, the thing about this is... Fred Armisen. It's like... Peter Sarafinowitz. There's no one likable in it. There's no one where you're like, oh, I can understand that because you're just kind of all stuck yeah. up there on hall. And uh, Maria Bakalova. Oh, Bakalova, yeah. Yeah. So it's a movie about, just to explain it, is a movie about actors who have to go into like a, it's all set during COVID and they're trying to shoot a movie, like a, a big franchise movie, Cliff B6. And it's about how they have to go into isolation in this hotel um, to stop the spread of COVID and, you know. Make this movie, yeah. Make this movie, but mm. like outbreaks keep happening so they have to go back to isolation and stuff like that. Mm. Um, it's a great movie for 2020. Uh, yeah. not so much February 2022 yeah. and the movie kind of touches upon like how difficult it is to make a movie in, in during COVID times and how difficult and challenging it is and there's even a line said by the director of the movie being like oh people can't go mean on harsh on us they know we made this during COVID I'm like don't tell me I can't hate your movie yeah. I can hate your movie hate do I hate this movie I don't hate this I, movie I hate it I just think it's the worst type of it's the worst type of movie. Oh I love you. you yes. no like it actually is the worst type of movie because it's like it, as you say the, throughout the movie they just try and like you know push this off as something like ah oh, you know isn't it funny you know how actors do this or you know rich people do this yeah. like we all have to do the exact same thing but you're up in this you know seven star hotel or yeah. seven star resort getting paid, getting paid millions and you're still not happy yeah and like you get to do this for and I, I can understand like sometimes you know acting probably is difficult but mm. like Everyone hates their job. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, get over yourself. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, like, when you consider that some actors that work out here, like, who are on, like, Broadway and shit yeah. like that, and um, they can't act at all yeah. because their profession is fully out of business. But you, you stay warm yeah. in that hotel. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a TikTok. There's a whole there's TikTok. There's TikToks thing. in it. There's a character who's, like, an influencer and yeah. she's only hired. Like, it's a commentary of, like, Hollywood movies these days, but yeah. that can get fucked. Um, but and then a car- there's, there's a whole thing with the studio. The studio is trying to interfere oh, and trying so to take over, and it's just like you, you're literally picking out all the worst parts of Hollywood, and you're you're just putting it up there for everyone to see. Yeah, but isn't it like funny though? It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not. What? There's but nothing it's, funny it's about it. It's a comedy movie. Now, to be, like, I was gonna say to be fair. No, not to be fair. This movie, like, 
like considering the talent you have uh, Judd Apatow yeah who like I don't love all of his stuff but he's done good stuff but he's stuff. done good stuff yeah this is bad it's terrible and like considering like Pedro Pascal in The Unbearable Way oh versus this versus this I hope he got paid more for this probably did Netflix like yeah that's what I mean. um, but he comes out the least timed from it I, I, th- th- I haven't seen David Duchovny in a much but I thought he was terrible I thought um yeah, Iris Apatow. I didn't yeah, you haven't mentioned nepotism, Gary. Uh <laughs> just in general. Yeah. She is actually an actress, I will say. So like yeah, give her credit nice. there. But like I don't even know I don't know who you get for mm. it instead. To be honest, I'd much rather someone like I'd much rather her be like, Dad, I don't want to do this. He goes, well, you're my daughter. You have to do it. Rather than like him being like, I'm pa- over, pa- like passing over a much better actress for the role. Because I think she did a grand job of what she was given. Yeah, she wasn't given a lot. Um, Leslie Mann, terrible. She was so annoying. What was her accent in, in the actual movie? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Kate- oh, Karen Gillan was in it. Yeah. Being better things. Yeah, Karen I know. Um, Keegan-Michael Key, like, I mean, why is he signing up for this? Money. I feel like it must be a money gig because none of them have really had a big project yeah, recently. Um, it looks like they literally just took like everyone who was out of work at that time. And probably. Was just like, yeah. Do you want to be in this movie? It's just not good. Do you know what? I thought Kate McKinnon was actually all right, but she was in, she's not in it she's, very much. She plays the director on Zoom, so she yeah. probably paid fifty thousand dollars yeah. for two days' work. Yeah. Um. As you say, uh, Har- Harry Trevaldin. Trevaldwin. Who? He could be. This is the English guy. Oh yeah, he's yeah, very funny. He could be Welsh. Hold on. Well, we don't want to piss off our Welsh fans. He is. I'll never be able to go back to Cardiff. Oxfordshire uh, in England. That's in England. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> sounds like it. Because um, I was going to say, that doesn't have enough cons- um, more consonants than. <laughs> like, more wise than any Pe- other. Band. I love Peter Serafinowitz. And but see, do you know what? I reckon this movie was probably a lot of fun to be on set. Because some lines Fred Armisen yeah. was doing and some of the shit he was doing, I guarantee you people were like busting yeah. the shit laughing on it. But it just didn't translate at all. But, like, when I heard the. Um, the concept for this, it like it could have been something so much better. Not even. Why? I think it could. I think it could have been. Like they were making jokes about like, oh, the, uh, the, the the nose swap's going too far up. I'm just like, like that's the cheapest joke. Yeah. And there wasn't anything like, like then that was obviously the mandatory like, oh, someone has COVID, but they don't think they have COVID. Like it's always sunny to that last season. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, You're right. I it, talk- sh- it should have came out in 2020. It's not so. It's like it's perfect yeah. for 2020. Yeah. Horrendous. Should have had that. Probably cost wait. far too much money. Yeah. Anyway, that gets the poopy of the month. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a bad actor. I really don't like giving it to a bad actor. Like, I'm trying to think because there's. Uh, I'd say Leslie. Just Mann. the cast. I'd say just the cast of the bubble. Cast of the bubble. <laughs> yeah, I much prefer that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, we're, we're not even going to pick out any. Yeah, that's probably fair. Just the cast. Just write the, the but no, we'll write the bad cast in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's and let's. Okay. Let's keep that's this moving. That's the end now. of that. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> um. Right. Let's talk about... Have we talked about every movie roughly now, haven't we? I think so. There's maybe one we haven't really gone into big time. Um, but yeah, let's give it... That's big, the, the, big, the big cheese. Movie of the month. Movie of the month. Um, yeah, a lot of good... Like, again, this was hard because I couldn't really think of... No standouts. No standouts. We haven't, uh, we haven't talked about The Lost City. Yeah, I know. I'm I think that's... It. I'm saving it, don't okay, that's I'm saving same. it for movie of the month. <laughs> um... Last yeah, so the Lost City is a movie with Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, um, oh, an actress's name I forget, an actor's name I forget, Oscar another actress, Oscar from the Office, yeah, Oscar from the Office, <laughs> um, 
it's a movie about a uh, like a romantic novel writer author who yeah. is struggling to think of an idea for a new book she eventually writes it because she uses some of her um what you call it husband's previous work as an explorer archaeologist, archaeologist to write a novel and there's you, a big you forgot brad pitt brad pitt's in it as well i think the movie forgot brad pitt too mm. no um and it's yeah and then so there's like they have to go she has to go on a press tour she's very reluctant she her husband's passed away so she's still kind of like mourning, mourning and yeah. like trying to get back into society and what happens is on these press tours her, she tends to get overshadowed by the cover model um played by channing tatum right. And he kind of hams it up because, like, this is his gig. Everyone knows him for it. All the girls love him for it. And what happens then is Daniel Radcliffe plays, like, a son of a billionaire. Um, kind of very much like the Murdochs yeah. is what I gathered. Yeah. And he's trying to find this lost city and prove that he's the better son. Because yeah. it finds... No, he's the older brother. Yeah. And his younger brother is being given the me- multimedia... Company, um, yeah. company whatever. Um, so he's... So, but he discovers that the novel that uh, Sandra Bullock has written actually yeah. has clues to the lost city. Yeah, so he kidnaps her. Life, yeah kidnaps her and brings her to an island to help him find this lost city and then it's up to Channing Tatum her agent her assistant uh, to find her and bring her back and they do enlist the services of one ex-marine Brad Pitt to help as yeah. well uh, I had a fucking phenomenal time with this no I, like this is a fun movie and it's, it's so it's, much fun it's, it's great time it's I went to go see it in Omniplex with like it was like a preview screening for Omnipass members um, so there was a lot of people there that really wanted to see it, which I thought was quite good, where it wasn't people just like chancing their arm with it. Yeah. Um, so there was like, all the scenes got big laughs. Good atmosphere. Uh, yeah. There was a real good buzz in the cinema about it, because it was one of the first movies they've done a preview for yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a bit of a generic story. It doesn't do much for the franchise, or not franchise, but for the, um, what's the word? The genre? The, the genre, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the performance is good. Channing Tatum is great in it. Yeah. Sandra Bullock, yeah, I haven't seen her much, but I think she does a good job with this. Um, the, Brad Pitt's excellent in it. Yeah. Um, they kind of do that switch of she is the kind of grumpy archaeologist type Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. and he's the kind of damsel in distress yeah. almost. Um, yeah. And yeah, like I said, I was saying this to you yesterday, it's a great role for, I don't know what age she is, but I'm going to say over 50. Is that all you mean to say? I'd say she's in her 40s. Sandra Bullock. Uh, she's 57 whoa exactly anyway fair play to her so for a woman sorry for a, a, a female comedy yeah. or for, for a comedy with a leading female yeah. character in her 50 late 50s that's great because we never fucking see that and slight, sadly they tend to not be very good yeah. so for this one it was great and like Channing Tatum doesn't steal the thunder it's mm. all in support of Sandra Bullock's performance yeah. as well um, there's also some great supporting characters yeah. uh, in the agent the assistant and then someone else they find along the way and um, they're all like really good what they're given Daniel Radcliffe he's clearly having a lot of fun with it and yeah. um, I wasn't completely sold on it because like I said to you yesterday I just can tell he's acting yeah. um, but he's having a great time with it it's just a lot of fun it's my number one recommendation for the month I feel like anyone could watch it it's just like you just stick it on and you have fun it's a good couples movie it's a good like you know, action movie. If like if this is like you know the, the lads want to watch an action movie in a way, and if it's a good like chick flick in a way, it can be perceived that way too. Um, I just think it's a it's a four quadrant <laughs> pleaser. <laughs> so I agree with absolutely everything you've oh, said. Come on. The unfortunately, the marketing for this movie ruined it for me. It's funny that that's how you pronounce. You loved it. <laughs> it's just like three and I'm out. Don't <laughs> three. I'm done. It um 
like and you you will agree with me that like the, yes, the yeah, no, trailers absolutely. yeah yeah, yeah ruined the yeah. first half of this movie yeah like Brad Pitt is like a, somewhat of a reveal in the movie but yeah. like if you didn't know he was in this movie it yeah. would have been it would have been hilarious mind blowing yeah um and unfortunately like having seen the trailer and like I I'm not the type of person who watched like every single trailer like no you're very movie. good for not watching trailers yeah and like but I would have just seen stuff that was on in the cinema. Like the first half of the movie, I knew everything that was going to happen up until the leeches scene. I, I brought, and to be fair, leeches scene was probably a little bit extended to what was in the trailer. But yeah, although didn't I tell you what was going to happen happened? Yeah, yeah, called yeah, it exactly. Yeah, um, but no, I absolutely, absolutely agree with you in terms of like great time, enjoyable, not too serious. It's not that you're going to strain yourself too hard or too much. Um, but it's just a fun time. I think do you know what. You say it doesn't do much for the genre. I think just the ending is a little bit of a yeah a no. switch a yeah, switch yeah. up in terms of um, what they find in the lost city. So um, no, I absolutely agree with you in terms of like it's just a good time. Um, yeah, enjoy- enjoyable and it's. Do you know what? Like, I'm actually looking at the cast here. It's actually a real kind of condensed cast. Yeah, not like, a lot of people in it. There's that's only a, but that's seven, a, seven or eight. Compared actually. that to the bubble, which had yeah. far too many cast members. Exactly, yeah. There was far too much going mm. on. I feel so, like they won't want to accept their gazzy. Who? Oh, they yeah, have <laughs> the whole yeah, cast. I don't want that many people coming. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just get one of them. Um, who do we get? <laughs> I wouldn't mind chatting to Karen Gillum. She's good, Craig. Yeah, Scottish. Scottish. Um, but no, absolutely great time. <laughs> absolutely great time in terms of like there's some action bits in it as well. There's a bit with with a bike and a moped yeah, as, the well. as well. Yeah, really, really good. Unfortunately, there's bits with CGI, which I thought was a little yeah, bit kind of phoned in. Um, but you know what? Look, I mean, that's not the that's not going to make or break this movie. No. Like, it's not going to no. you're not going to be thinking about that when you're going home. So, no, absolutely agree. It's your turn, and I think this is probably the best month for it to come out. Like, I feel like it would get a bit swamped in in June, July. Not Even, May. There's nothing not in May. May. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, no, there's nothing no, in May really. No. Yeah, but um, no, absolutely. I'm I'm absolutely going to agree with you there in terms of movie of the month. Because, oh wow, we're going. No, for movie of the month. yeah, like you've you've turned me around on it. This art, this, it's difficult enough to go for anything else. Like I was going to say the Northman, but as you say, it's not for everyone. Um, like, like you couldn't even watch it at home. I find it'd be so such a hard Netflix watch. The North one, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and the other other one I was gonna say is I had a better time with the unbearable weight, but the only thing was I hadn't seen any trailers and there was just more surprises in that. I uh, yeah, and, and I think with, the, with, with, me with dealers, the more memorable scenes for me, like that's true. But I think in terms of a delivery of story from A to B, it falls apart. Oh no, yeah, yeah. And I just think I just I just I just need potential. Like you served up so much potential yeah. in that movie, yeah, and it was always going to be hard to deliver. Yeah, exactly. and I feel like even what they did wasn't like I was just like, oh, they didn't even like they didn't make it onto a con air. <laughs> John had a great review actually. Here's yeah. another here's another reason to, actually, yeah, to get yeah. letterboxed. Right, that um, needs to be given a shout. John Hackett. Uh, he's Dan is one sec. Um, Hold on. Uh, yeah, so John underscore hack on Letterbox. He's gonna probably hate that I did this, but his review is: you can't cage this rock of a man. Seeing him face off against himself is a treat and leaves you con air templating the movie itself. <laughs> Ghost Rider. <laughs> did you see my comment? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna give myself a shout Go out. For it, yeah. What a kick-ass review. It's great knowing. Yeah, the knowing. Uh, that you're clearly quite the national treasure when it comes to this. I'm simply moonstruck. You're never going to be. Uh, you're you're never one to roll a snake eyes. Otherwise, I'd be gone in sixty seconds by leaving Las Vegas. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. <laughs> <laughs> this is better, but I want I want people to know that I put the effort in. That was probably yeah. some time when I was thinking yeah. the Jim Carrey thing. Um, okay, we go. We give the gazzy to movie. Yeah, I, I, you know what? If I was, if the award was 
best sequence in a movie, it would be the dropping acid scene in the unbearable weight, but I, I'll give it to The Lost City. Okay, right. You, I win. Feel like I'm, you win on both fronts, Gary. Uh, yeah. I know it's your podcast. I feel like I have. I know it's your podcast. We, we can ask the chillin if you want, ah, but it's the eating the, the couch. Chi- the chillin's chill, gone. <laughs> the chillin has left. Uh, right, we'll wrap this up super quickly. May, there's nothing in May. There's there's loads in May, Gary. How dare you? <laughs> there's a lot of Jim Carrey movies that like you people could rewatch from yeah, my podcast. But other than that, uh, there's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, lots more to say about that. Let's see what happens. Let's see what cameos are in it. It's only two hours. It's just going to be interesting. Sam Raimi, the original director of the Spider-Man trilogy, who could go either which way. Yeah. I don't know what to expect. Man. Who knows? What's What's the one cameo you want to see in it? Um. Oh, what would be? I'd love something from X Men. I assume we're gonna get that. But um, do we get a Hugh Jackman? Oh, Hugh Jackman won't come back. Oh, Hugh Jackman's one thousand percent in it. Really? That's not even I haven't heard of there. Hundred percent, he's doing it. Yeah, you yeah. can't stop that man. Uh, let me think of a weird one. Hold on. I'm saying I'm saying Nick Cage is Johnny Ca- uh, Johnny, Johnny Johnny Blaze. Blaze. Yeah. That would be pretty good. Wouldn't it be? Ah, there. I'm trying to think of a weird one. Who's this weird looking rich man? <laughs> Chris Evans as the human See, torch. See, that's what I want. I want him as the human torch yeah. and as Captain America. Yeah, that would be funny. Uh, or Howard the Duck. No, we have Howard the Duck. No, but the weird puppet version. Yeah. Or... Who else? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the cast of the Fantastic Four from the 94 <laughs> movie. <laughs> or the Arrested Development. The development. <laughs> Tobias Fuke. <laughs> Um, what else we got we've got Father Stew who knows if that's coming out we thought it was coming out this month it did not Um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers did you watch the trailer for that I watched the trailer yeah looks interesting Uh, Andy Samberg Andy Samberg and John Mulaney John Mulaney yeah Uh, it's all about them as real people but it's like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit universe where animation and real life are the same thing there seems to be a lot of crossover there's like Jimmy Neutron Easter eggs and like they seem to have gotten agreements from a lot of different companies which is is interesting because that's owned by Paramount yeah um, aha the movie sorry aha the movie <laughs> yeah. 20th of May yeah I know I've seen that as well uh, Bob's Burgers movie yeah I've watched a few episodes of it it's gas and then Top Gun Maverick and um, never Every, seen Top Gun what about everything every, everything oh yes I have it in my notes it's everything 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 blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? no it's everything blah, 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 blah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very interested. Yeah, in that. that's gonna be that. I'm way more excited for that. Now, to be fair, I I think the issue with that movie is that it's been hyped up so much yeah, now yeah, yeah. that it might not live up to expectations. But I don't really know what my expectations are. I haven't seen a trailer or anything for it. Neither have I. Yeah. So it's all about. I won't tell you what it's about. I heard it's, there's taxes in it. <laughs> yeah, it's something to do with a woman who is at the intersection of a multiversal shift in time, like, and it's just she's an ordinary woman who has to deal with time falling around her and stuff like that and multiverse and I don't know if that's right I just like, yeah. like yourself I'm trying to stay away from yeah. it so I don't know yeah. but uh, look I'm probably most excited for Doctor Strange because of what's going to come yeah. out of that but yeah. um, every other little bit is like a big movie I'm yeah I, I would be more excited for Doctor Strange if it was longer than two hours <laughs> well see this is my thing I was, yeah I was saying to you about this where it's like I just feel like the cameo is going to be super quick like they, the Marvel movies mm. tend to be only two hours they don't really creep over to two and a half I know Spider-Man did but that's Sony they're just like yeah. Like this, is Mar- this is Kevin Feige. He's like two hours. Have be able to play all day. Make a shit yeah, to the yeah, fair. So, well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's April. It's that's next week. What do you mean? No, that's so this fine. comes out the third of May. All right. So, yeah, no, sorry, this week. It's coming out on the sixth, isn't it? Oh, multiverse. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're seeing it on Thursday. Yeah, potentially. So that'd be fun. Yeah. Anyway, that's the podcast. That's the podcast. Those are our gazzies. Yeah. 
hate that it's about me. If you if you disagree with any of our oh. uh, <laughs> our decisions, let us know. Uh, if you think we'll take so, none of them into consideration. Yeah, I love that I managed to shut out the Northmen from all awards. <laughs> yeah, like I well, like I agree with you there that it's just it's it's very difficult to um, recommend them. Yeah, or to yeah. So yeah. There we go. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. If again, if you, you can follow us on Instagram, get a, get on the letterboxed. Uh, we want those five stars and. Stay tuned. Jim Carrey, baby. Jim Carrey's back. He's being a buffoon. He's not a big man. He's a madman. man. <laughs>